to Across the Ring. My name is William Mayhem Michaels. And this is the scientist, Carl Schupfer. And today we're here with our special guest, Paradox. Hey, Paradox, Yo. how you doing today, bro? Doing good, doing good. Um, Just came back from California, literally got home at 3.45 in the morning. And now you guys got me up by 9 a.m. doing this podcast. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> Heck, that's what I'm talking about. That's a working man right there. <laughs> So Paradox, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Man, where do I even start? Second generation wrestler, not very widely known, I guess. But yeah, my father, he Kian Scorpion back in Puerto Rico. So he actually wore a face paint, which is where the design of the mask comes from. It's his face paint. Oh, wow. Besides that, been out here killing myself for this for like about four or five years now. Mexico, California, Nevada. Do people even call it Nevada? They just call it Vegas. I <laughs> uh, got... Texas, soon to be doing Canada, actually, which I'm really excited for. But, you know, just pushing on, growing, moving. Yeah, it sounds like you've, you've been all over, but where, where did you start? So I started right here in Phoenix, Arizona with Arizona Wrestling Federation. They have their own school, so Arizona Wrestling Academy, led by uh, Lawrence Taylor. He was in OVW for a little hot while. Then he went to SmackDown for a cup of tea. Life happens, so yeah, kids, he moved on. But one of the greatest trainers I've been around, he really just helped me hone in everything. And I don't know, like I've also... I've gone, I got, I've gone to like separate schools like here and there just to get the feel for other teachers and everything and learn from other people and other heads and everything. So it's pretty cool. Like, but yeah, I started here at Arizona Wrestling uh, Federation. What were some of those other schools that uh, you spent some time in? So I visited school in Tucson uh, with Chris Evans, sworn enemy, by the way, but Cobra Kai Academy, I think, it, or Cobra Clutch Academy. I'm sorry. I've heard of Cobra Clutch Academy. So that's actually where uh, Chubby Depp and Ricky Reyes come from. That's pretty awesome. So, you know, you, you say you got your start here where you are. You know, you, you went to school there. Uh, how long did you stick around with that uh, initial promotion before starting to branch out and travel throughout the states? So because of separate little injuries that I've had here and there, uh, I was supposed to like have my first match uh, within my sixth to eighth month training. Uh, next thing I know, my elbow is like in the back of my tricep. We have to like, you know, get that pulled back out and everything. So that delayed everything. Then and I hit about a year and two months then I had my first match but I'm still with AWF I'm still at the academy I've become almost one of the teachers there so it's kind of cool like watching new talent come around and like me helping new talent grow and also like you know teach them what I've learned over the past couple of years that I've been doing this yeah and, the, and that was one of the things I kind of wanted to get into too I, I know that you've been <clears> here <throat> in AWF and I know you said you're, you're training you said you've been yeah. with them for about four years how mm-hmm. long have you been with AWF before you branched out to other states and other promotions. Man, so uh actually my second my second match ever was actually at a different in a different state. My second oh, wow. match was actually in a venue, uh venue wrestling inter- entertainment based off of uh, Bra- Brawley at the time, Brawley, California. But as soon as you get the go ahead, like as soon as you're like, oh, hey, you're ready to uh, start going, you can branch out and just go anywhere you want. It's just kind of on you to get your own bookings. Some people have like, you know, their clicks were like, oh, okay, we're, we're going to go together to this show. We're going to go together to this show. But at the end of the day, for me, wrestling is still like a one person thing. You know, you can't bring all your friends up with you. So for me, like I'm very used to driving alone, doing these six and a half hour drives by myself, you know, eight hour drives, 10 hour drives. So yeah, I've just kind of been traveling like ever since like my first show. Boom. Okay, cool. Let's start going. Let's go to Mexico. Let's go, you know, I said California, Texas, let's go to Utah, let's go to Colorado, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So, you, so you have wrestled in Mexico already? Yeah. Yeah. A lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> Where have you wrestled down at, uh, in Mexico? Uh, Mexicali. I've been uh, TJ. We've been to uh, Mexico City. 
trying to get into um trying to get deeper into Mexico City. Um I can't think of the name of the city, but like the actual like city though. Oh, okay. Well, that's still pretty awesome. That's a, a lot of, mm-hmm. of adventuring around in Mexico. And you said yeah. that you're gonna be heading to Canada soon. Yes, sir. They're doing uh, some uh festival out there and they invited me out for three days and I'm like ten out of ten, definitely doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It it sounds like you're kind of using your your wrestling career as an opportunity to really get to travel the country. Do you yeah. have any any dream promotions that you're hoping to you know stop at along your way? Yeah, so I'm really into the the Japanese style. I love it. Nothing could be better than the Japanese style for me. I would love to get to Dragon Gate. I would love to get to Noah, you know, someday if opportunity arises, New Japan. Yeah, that would be like, amazing. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That's I'll, fi- I'll find that with blood. I'll literally find that with blood. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> and I I know from seeing your photos and your videos and stuff that you're uh, you're a high flyer. How is how has that impact your body so far? Because I I know that can't be easy. Cool. So let's uh let's go down the injury uh list. <laughs> dislocated elbow twice on the left. I actually dislocated this one uh, the Monday before wrestling Kendrick. Popped it back in. I'm like, okay, uh, let's just nurse that for a couple of days. Hopefully we'll be good for Saturday. Dislocated this shoulder two or three times. So I actually have uh, built up uh, calcium, which oh, makes what? it look like I have like a bone sticking out. It's pretty wild. My left knee, I have a torn meniscus. Tried getting it fixed. Went to the doctor. They're like, hey, torn meniscus. Great. Yeah, I know it hurts. We're, there's no point in doing anything until you have a full-blown ACL tear. Oh, man. So I've been nursing this one for a while. Just about a month ago, month and a half ago, um, I was wrestling this guy, Joey Ultra. Great, great dude. Great guy, great worker. We went for a Spanish fly, and there was just a little... You know, we didn't keep it tight enough. We didn't keep it tight enough, and I ended up scorping it, scorpioning it on the way down. So my entire back, and I, uh, like, I already have back problems to begin with. I actually have spinal stenosis, which is what made Edge retire. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I have it in my neck. I have already signs of arthritis in my neck. I had this whole numb spot on the side of my head from one bad bump. I fell on top of my head and just thought I broke my neck. Yeah, and um, that's, that's really it's really the part of wrestling that really no one yeah. ever talks about. Like The concussions, here, the we, pain. Yeah, we know your risk in your body, but to what extent? And, and you're just in it. Like you said, you've been doing it for four years and you've already had to deal with all these problems and all these yeah. impacts, man. That's that's insane. Now the list just keeps going, honestly. Like I have a rib right now that's not in the place where it should be. So with this list of injuries, how how do you um you know manage that? Do you do like yoga? You, you know, like you know, what kind of stuff do you do? Do you do a lot of ice bath? What kind of stuff do you do to try to manage all that? Nothing. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I just I I, I work out. <laughs> he toughs it out, man. There we go. I, I work out in a lot of tiger bomb. A lot of tiger bomb. Oh yeah. It is wow. funny because I do think a lot of like what I could be or where I could be if I was at 100%. Since I started my wrestling career, like I haven't been at 100%. So right. hopefully someday we can make enough money to get them stem cells. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> now I know you just mentioned that you uh, wrestled Kendrick. How did wrestling Brian Kendrick, how was that for you? And how did that come to fruitation? I was kind of just given the question like, hey, who do you want to wrestle? And my thing is like, I don't know, bring me anybody. Like I'm always down for a challenge. Like give me something, give me something that'll actually wake me up. Like truly, right. truly wake me up. Suddenly uh, AWF officials say, Hey, we got you. We got Kendrick for you, dude. I grew up watching this guy. Like I've actually been a legit fan of this guy. Once I got the chance to even shake his hand 
it was just like, oh, wow, like super stand up guy, just super intelligent, so smart, so smart. Like as, as the match started, as we're going hold for hold, I was already learning. And yeah, there's not a lot that. of times that I'm able to say that. But as far as that uh, match went, was it a on-call match? We might have called a few things here, the shine a little bit, the comeback a little bit, and then the finish. But aside that, it was just a lot of talking like out there, just a lot of, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And it was cool because he, if I gave out like an idea in the back or like during the match, I called something, he would just give me like, good shit, brother. And I'm like, okay, cool. (laughs) Like I'm doing something good. Even after, because I did do the seminar with him prior. When you have somebody like him of his caliber in your locker room, you got to pick their brain. If you want to make it in this business, you got to pick people's brains, especially somebody who's had 15, 20 year career. Not just that, somebody who was at a high level almost since the beginning of their career. Wasn't he tag team champion for WWE? Yeah, with Paul London. Yeah, so, and I know uh, Kendrick has like a lot of projects in the work and stuff, and he's always doing stuff out there in California. Mm-hmm. You know, Now that you've had that experience with him, do you think that you'll try to seek out you know, other areas where he's wrestling or you know, stuff like that? Or do you think that you're always you know, moving on to the next thing? Definitely always want to move on to the next thing. I was recently asked again, like, hey, who are some of the guys that you would want to work uh, against, like, in the indie scene? If you can pick anybody in the indie scene, who would you want to work with? And I threw out a couple names. At first, my coach made fun of me, but uh, the promoter was super for it, which is awesome. But guys like Matt uh, Matt Havoc, Matt Cross, would be a dream for me. Another guy I grew up watching, Shannon Moore. I don't know why, but there's just, like, oh something God. about him. Like, I love Shannon. I'm not going to lie. I No, I've, I've been, you know, I remember Shannon Moore when he was on in uh, WCW. He was part of three count, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been a Shannon Moore fan even when he went to remember in TNA he had uh the book of day guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Shannon Moore. I will tell you this you wrestle Shannon Moore, I won't miss that match. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> um and then because of like how my character has kind of been going and like what i've been trying to do with my character like i'm actually working on a comic book right now for the paradox wow. character it's uh kind of like an anti-hero type of deal but because of that there's like hurricane helms like i would love a match with a hurricane speak of three count <laughs> yeah <I> like <laughs> there's another one yeah that, that's really awesome though that it sounds like you know through through this promotion you're able to get a lot of opportunities in terms of mm-hmm. You know, trying to bring in different guys from around the country who are, you know, they're on the indie scene, they're free agents, they can kind of go wherever. And you know, the willingness they have to kind of bring in guys, you know, that's, you know, that's got to be something that really piques your interest in terms of being able to really grow. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's also how a company can like, you know, keep their talent happy. Because a lot of the times you got guys like, oh, yeah, I'm just, you know, doing this show. Right. Like, I don't ever want it to just be a show or I don't ever just want it to be like a job. I want to enjoy every single step of this. Again, whether injury or not, I'm going out there because I know that I'm going to have fun when I go out there. If I if I get stiffed on pay, which has happened a few times, okay, whatever. I I got my face out in front of the crowd. I made some people happy. I like, you know, perform for, and like, that's that's it. I just want to perform at the end of the day. Yeah, and it sounds like like AWF has a lot of trust in you to bring in these bigger names in the indie scene for you to wrestle against. I know when you wrestled uh, Brian Kendrick, it was at Triumph, correct? Yeah. Yes, sir. And I think the other big name on that card was Chris Masters. Chris Masters, yes, sir. 
Yeah. So did you get to pick his brain at all while he was there? Uh, no. So he was a little more busy, like with his match and, you know, preparing himself. But and again, like me being a cruiserweight, like I'm just immediately going Kendrick. Wait, yeah, no, I feel it. I so feel it. <laughs> um, I didn't get the chance to really pick his brain, but hopefully he comes back out and I'll be able to like, hey, masters, like, you know, mind if I just, you know, sit in and keep, like just hear how you call your stuff. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, you know, as as you kind of going, you know, we've talked about, you know, some of the places you've been. You know, we've talked about, you know, some of your dream places, you know, going to Japan, stuff like that. You know, are there any, you know, dream tours or things like that into other parts of the country that you've either thought about or, you know, are in the works for you? So besides the three, the three days in Canada, um, they're kind of just waiting for me, honestly. And it's just me, like, again, I have my apartment, I have my dogs, so I can't just up and leave. I have, you know, I have that's about adult stuff to do. Right, but, um, right. I have a plane ticket with my name on it at any time. I want to stay in Mexico for three weeks and train and tour there all like for the for those whole three weeks. Oh wow. Everything paid for. Um it's just get it's just on me to like hey okay I'm ready let's do this but a lot of it as well is getting in better shape because I don't want to come to a new company and they're like oh this is what we're getting not just that but when you are the champion of said company and you're going to defend out there in different companies in Mexico you want to look your best so that's something that I'm like working really hard towards right now as well that has to be quite the challenge you know you're talking about these injuries you have on top of that trying to get into shape that has to be quite the uphill battle for you yeah (laughs) we still train hard um still you know once you rub the tiger bomb it numbs everything out a little bit <laughs> at the end of the day i'm extremely competitive and i won't let anybody be better than me even if they already are i'm like nope i'm gonna push myself 10 times harder than you doesn't matter what pain i'm in doesn't matter what injury i have so there's very few people that can even hang with me at the gym just because i have this unlimited reserve of energy that i'm just like okay no go 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 <laughs> <laughs> and that comes a lot with uh, training to be a wrestler because it's it's intense cardio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Speaking about your, your wrestling career, I want to know who is one of your favorite people to share the ring with, like as a tag partner or as uh, an opponent. So funny enough, I worked with him yesterday and I want to give him some recognition just because how awesome he is. He is also my tag partner. He is like a little brother to me. He's like just a great dude gone through so much shit very similar to the stuff that i've gone through and uh, his name is wicked wicked he's out of riverside california dude is killer uh when we're tagging our chemistry is ridiculous like the first time we tagged we immediately knew we're okay we're gonna do this this and this and this and this without even like talking like we follow each other very well um our match yesterday we got to lock horns for the first time and my dare to say we kind of stole the show you guys think you're gonna run it back oh 100 yeah yeah we went way too hard to not run it back and again like with brothers, you hit each other a little harder than normal. So we're we're blasting each other. Then another guy, and I don't ever want to forget like to bring him up either, is Ryan Riven. Um, he kills it out here in the in the indie scene. Probably gets more bookings than almost anybody out here. Compared, like he's right there. He's right up there with me, Chubby, and Ricky Reyes. And you got Ryan Riven right there, just neck to neck, all of us. Probably getting the most bookings out of Arizona right now. That's awesome. So you guys are you guys you guys then cross paths quite a lot then. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, me and Riven actually had had rivalries here in Arizona, in California, and like they try to.
try to like get us oh uh another company's like oh hey you guys bring that rivalry over here and we're like i gotta keep working with your stupid ass like that's pretty awesome though that sounds very much like kind of like the territory days where they would you know take an iconic you know rivalry and they would tour mm-hmm. it around the country so yeah sounds like you're yeah getting to live a bit of that <laughs> yeah 100 percent. yeah um there's so many guys too that i like i don't want to forget but you know i can't just name everybody at aiden colt i love working ricky rave i love you know who i love working with Brittany brooks <laughs> Brittany brooks <laughs> you know uh, i was actually talking to speaking of uh aiden mm. colt i was just speaking with him the other day on instagram um i got him locked into doing uh, an interview with us as well and i think i great guy him. we'll talk to you else yeah i'm excited for that he posted something about having a stack back or something and mm-hmm. of course i commented and he said it's still more stacked than Brittany brooks so <laughs> <laughs> really funny to me <laughs> so no, he, he's wild he's a fun yeah. one I'm, I'm hoping that maybe one day across fingers i can get Brittany brooks on here uh, oh like more her. more than likely <laughs> I, I i would like to have her be our first female wrestler on the podcast i think that'd be a lot of fun uh, i think it's pretty pretty possible yeah that's awesome you know you, you seem to be kind of a student of the game you know you spend a lot of time picking people's brains you're constantly thinking about how to make yourself better you know when you're at home you know who are guys that you're studying or watching to you know try to hone your craft so it's becoming harder and harder to watch wrestling lately so i try to like almost i don't want to say stay away from it like i'll watch the highlights here and there cody Rhodes promos are amazing Sami Zayn promos are amazing usos promos are amazing mjf but that's all I'm watching at the moment. When okay. I want to actually watch wrestling, though, I'll I'll die a little back, and um, I like to watch old TNA stuff, late ECW stuff. Like that's my go-to guys like Chris Sabin, old AJ Styles, Alex Shelley. Some dudes I would love to work with right there. Love Alex Shelley, man. And uh, I was actually just uh, having a little gag last night, and in the locker room, I was watching shark boy and curry man versus uh it was the team uh what are they called, what are they called? heavy metal or uh, rock and rave and i'm just like having a gag but i'm like dude this is wrestling like they have the crowd here and it's just shark boy doing the shell yeah stuff like <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome but yeah like a lot of a lot of that old stuff for me like uh older stuff i guess i mean it's not like old old but like no not anymore <laughs> sounds like you you kind of have an era that's like in your mind of like that's you know possibly like what inspired yeah. you and so you cut you constantly go back to it and look for you know pieces of what inspired you and how you can you know bring that into what you do in your craft a thousand percent yeah a thousand percent yeah oh, that's awesome um aside that a lot of a lot of japan a lot of japan wrestling it's there's so much wrestling out there that it's hard to keep up yeah. with all of it uh so sometimes yep. you have to kind of pick and choose what you want as your highlight because i have to do a lot of highlights especially in this mm-hmm. we have to know who we're talking to first of all you know right. of course yeah <laughs> and so the indie scene is something that i'm really gravitating towards more now than mm-hmm. the bigger stuff if that makes sense i dare say right now the indie scene is having better work than anything you'll watch on tv i believe that i mean uh you know even here in milwaukee you know there's a few promotions out there that I like to check out. And you know, I feel like I always have more fun at a show with, you know, a couple hundred people, you know, being hosted by local guys than I do when, you know, the big guys come to town. Cause it's just, yeah, it's like a party, you know, like it's such a fun time. I feel like you guys interact with fans more. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's a great time. I hope that, you know, anybody listening, if they're, if they're not currently checking out what's going on, you know, in their neck of the woods that they should, you know, go on Facebook, go on wherever and find yeah. out what's happening and check it out. That was crazy. Cause um, when, when I went to the AEW, 
Kenobi show, right? And it was the first show I've ever been to. Like, I've never actually been to a bit like a show like this. Which yeah. is how I met Paradox, everybody. He was actually right in front of me online. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're actually just handing out like flyers. And we're like, oh, well, let's watch the show too. <laughs> yeah, like uh, I go watch this, a- this AEW show. And I'm looking around at this like packed arena, right? And I'm like, part of my friends, but where the for these guys? Right, right. Like, where are all these fans? Like we have, I think it, just in Phoenix, there's four promotions. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Where are you guys? Where are you? Like, right. come to the shows. Help me get paid more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I know. I, I have conversations with my peers all the time. And you know, I'll mention that I'm going to some show in Milwaukee. And they're like, oh, like, is the WWE in town? And I'm like, no, no. There's you know, these guys that are from you know from milwaukee and they're putting on this show and it's at this venue and you know people have no idea the stuff's going on you know like yeah despite all the hard work that you guys do to you know try to get the word out with flyers and everything else it's just it's so hard to get people's attention you know and so yeah. that you know the fact that you guys work so hard to try to get people to those shows you know like you know, that you guys are doing a tough job that's for sure yeah <laughs> Tough or not, like, you know, 30 fans there or 300, 1,200, whatever it may be. Like, we're still going out there and trying to, like, kill it. There's, yeah. You don't know who might be in the crowd. So we're always, like, working as hard as we can, some of us. <laughs> Absolutely. You never know who's in the crowd. And, and for the fans' point of view, guys, you never know who you're watching that's going to make it to the next level. Right. 100%. Right? Yeah, 100%. And, and you need to remember that you're watching this. And then when you see him on TV, you'd be like, I remember when this was his ring name. Or yeah. <laughs> this is this is where he started out. And, and that's one of have has always been one of the driven forces for me. It's actually the driven force for this podcast. Uh me mm-hmm. and Carl, we met on the Jericho cruise actually in February. And I told him, like, hey, I got this wedding. I, I have this wrestling podcast I want to start. This is what I want to focus on. This, you know. I want to get on the indie guys, tell their story, not just wrestlers, but I want to talk to referees. I want to talk to valets. I want to talk to managers. I want mm. I want them to be able to promote themselves. And I think so right. far it's going well. Yeah, I definitely agree. The, the stories that we get to hear, you know, like hearing from you talking about, you know, traveling all over the country and fighting through injuries and having this passion for your craft and thinking about how can I be, you know, the perfect version of myself to, you know, for these different opportunities that you have just shows that, mm-hmm. you know, the the level of passion and seriousness that you have for pro wrestling is, you know, it's fully on display. There is nothing else like this. Even prior to me starting professional wrestling, I'm like, oh, like I'm 5'4". At the time I was uh, 130 pounds. Like I'm never going to do this. Like I'm never... There's no point because you know like it's a world of giants right that's what we see when we watch the right so i went the other route i've always done martial arts i did martial arts for a while then i went to boxing and i did very well actually very very well but there was always something missing there was always right. something missing in that world and like it was the performance aspect when i was boxing my coaches would get mad because i like to talk i like to taunt people you know what i mean i like to have fun if you if you're not touching me i'm literally gonna put my hands down stick my face out let you right. you know let go you to bend it in. yeah and I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let, now's the party. Let's go. And as soon as I get to my corner, what are you doing? Why would you let him hit you? Why are you moving so much? Like, you're not Mayweather. You're not McGregor. Stop doing this. Stop talking. Stand in the middle and bang. And I'm like, bro, I like to read. Like, right. No. <laughs> if I don't, if I don't have to get hit, if I and if I can have fun with this, and not just that, make a name for myself doing this. Right. And I eventually I just got tired of it. And I'm like, you know what? I was living in Catholic Grand at the time. If you guys don't know where that is, good for you. <laughs> I know. Where <laughs> uh, so uh, as soon as I got the chance, 
moved out and I was living in Tempe for a little while. And I'm like, you know what? Like, there's no better time than now. Let's just try out. Absolutely. I tried out at AWF and I haven't looked back since. Like, this is exactly what I was missing forever. Like, it was like, as soon as I stepped in the ring, I'm like, this is home for me. This is it. Do you think, uh, you know, that martial arts and boxing background really helped you launch into pro wrestling by like having, you know, some of that experience to kind of pull from? A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I dare say I have one of the best jabs in the indie scene right now is to put, used to tuck my own chain. There we go. Um, there we go. But not just that, it allows me to be more creative when calling things with like, other workers like it allows me to like give more realism sorry kayfabe right but it allows <laughs> me to give more re- realism to these matches where we can still have these high spots but we can still beat the shit out of each other right right safe way. yeah that's awesome we're getting you know near the yeah. end here as we kind of wrap up you know if you were to you know kind of give your pitch for wrestling you know you know your you know elevator pitch you know, what What would be your, hey, come out and see me, you know, pitch? You really just have to come out and see me. Like, there is, I feel like the level of expectancy with indie shows is low a lot of the times, right? You're like, oh, it's just some, you know, Joe Blow, the guys that never made it. But that's why you guys have this podcast, right? right. To see those guys coming up, like, who might make it, you know what I mean? If you want to see the future of wrestling, if you want to see some of the best guys in Arizona, come out to AWF. With me specifically, if you want just to be entertained and have like one of the most amazing shows of your life, then yeah, come out and see me. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Yeah. You know, you think that there's nothing happening on these indie shows. Let me prove you mm-hmm. wrong. All right, guys. Well, I think that's about it. Is there anything else you got for him, Carl? No, no. That was my big last question. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I want to thank you all for watching. Uh, thank you so much, for uh, Paradox, for being on the show with us. Thank you for having me. And I just want to remind everybody, you never know who's right across the room.